Alright, welcome back to episode two of Dad Drinking. I'm Jim, father of Sylvia. And I am Marcos, father of Camilla. What are we drinking this week, Jim? Before we get there, why don't we tell them about our sponsor? Ah, yes, I forgot about the sponsor. Dad Drinking, sponsored by Side Project Jerky. The jerky for gentlemen. Yes, live well, eat jerky. Order now at sideprojectjerky.com. Three delicious flavors, soon to be four and maybe five. Uh, that sounds delicious. Mm-hmm. Speaking of dot-coms, you can find this podcast at daddrinking.com on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. Yes. So please, download, subscribe, whatever you need to do to uh, listen to us talk about drinks and fatherhood on a weekly or quasi-weekly basis. And any questions, feedback, what have you, you can get me at Fidel Gastro on Twitter and or Instagram. You can also request to follow Jim Cosgrove at uh, JFC9. Uh, it's actually JF Cosgrove. Ah, uh, shit. If you can spell my name, then maybe I'll allow you to follow me and see pictures of my children. Yeah. Test. That's basically what I use social media for. Yeah. Right, is my children. I don't have the brand that Fidel Gastro has. <laughs> that brand is strong. It's, it's beautiful. It's, it's all right. It's not too bad. It's not too bad. So, Jim, what are we drinking this week? Yeah, so every week we drink a different drink. Uh-huh. And um, last week, the first episode, our, our, our maiden voyage, voyage into the beverage land, was a Negroni. And this week, um, you chose, I believe, Marcos, the Aperol Spritz. No doubt about um, it. The Aperol Spritz, interestingly, shares a lot. It's a really good transition um, because as I was, I was doing a little research on the old Aperol because I'm not familiar with it that much in my day-to-day drinking. I'm not really spritzing around. Um, <laughs> but it, much like the Negroni is an Italian aperitif, it's um, also a very simple three ingredients, okay, which I'm going to ask you about in a second. Yeah, absolutely. You serve it on rocks, much mm-hmm. like the Negroni. And most importantly... It's owned by a group of Campari. A group of Campari. Hello, a group of Campari. Hey, a group of Campari. And these guys are amazing, amazing at marketing their Aperol and their Negroni. Yeah. And their Campari. They we'll make you want to drink. Yeah, right? they yeah. seriously do. They, yeah. they, whoever is their advertising agency is doing a really good job since 2012, 2013, because I would argue that the Negroni and the Aperol Spritz are probably two of the most popular uh, summertime drinks that you see at... Uh, you and know. a total, total revival right? yeah. of, of... These are old, early 20th century drinks that we're talking about. Yeah. So um, would, 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 this one also dates back to 1919, you said, yeah? 1919. Good it was God. founded in Padua. So, Aperol. Okay. Aperol itself, the aperitif, the liqueur. Yeah. Or, I guess it's not a liqueur, but the, uh, the boozy component of this drink, um, Aperol, is from Padua, Italy, 1919. They started making spritzes in the 50s. Okay. Um... When they someone decided to pour a little Aperol into a wine glass instead of a uh, coupe or a tumbler, okay. and decided, wow, that's a lot of volume that I have to fill in that glass. <laughs> Why don't I fill that up with some sparkling wine? Yeah. So most people use Prosecco uh, to go along with their Aperol, and then you do a little dash to get some extra bubbles of club soda. Okay, okay. That's the recipe. You guys can check out um, the recipe and pictures of us attempting to make these drinks on daddrinking.com. Listen, I think we've done a good job so far. I think so. I, yeah. I think so. I think this podcast is more than you, than you, you get your money's worth. It's more than you bargained for. Because <laughs> um, uh, for any of you that do follow Fidel Gastro on Instagram or Twitter, you know that uh, multi, multimedia is his middle name. <laughs> and um, but I think it's multimedia. Uh, <laughs> a multimedia. <laughs> yeah. It's in Grupo Campari. Yeah. Um, 
So check out the site. Check out our recipes and our pictures. And uh, hopefully you'll draw some inspiration to try and do a little riff on the Aperol Spritz. Yes. Um, but Marcus, why don't you tell us about the recipe, how you made it, um, or how you told me to make it. Yes. And, and uh, you know, what type of booze we picked. Absolutely. So we went, we went, you know, very, very middle of the road. We obviously used Aperol. From, uh, who's, who makes that? A group of Hello. Uh, we selected a Prosecco from Bola. Oh, which... yeah. Yeah, so I, I was in charge of buying the Prosecco, and, and uh, when confronted with the options in the Pennsylvania uh, Fine Wine and Good Spirits store. PA is a challenge. Yeah, which is, all right, for those of you not in Pennsylvania, you can only buy wine and liquor from a state-controlled store, which obviously doesn't have the uh, largest variety. So when I went to the selection of Prosecco, which surprisingly they had about 10 options, yeah. I chose one called... Uh, Bala, because oh. I thought it was a Bala choice. <laughs> yeah, I think that that was it was pretty Bala of you to choose the Bala one. <laughs> so, so it's it, it's it's dead easy. It's the Bala one or the Bala Prosecco. Three ingredients: Aperol and a splash of soda. Garnish with a slice of orange. Um, like a big slice, like a big wheel, right? Very big wheel of orange. Not, not a yeah. peel. Like the Negroni had just a little fancy yeah. peel in it. Yeah, no, this is the whole orange. So you get the zest and the fruit. Yeah, yeah, and it's uh, it's incredibly refreshing. It's a slightly, slightly lighter hue than the Negroni, uh, more of an orangish hue. True. Um, what's it look like? Maybe like uh, what? What would you say, Jim? You know, when I first saw it, because I had never had an Aperol Spritz before, when I first saw it, I thought of a, like a Gatorade. Um, <laughs> I was thinking of like a halftime at a kid's soccer game. Okay. Because okay. of the big, the big orange slice. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. Gatorade. But like a dad who um, who wants to drink while coaching. Okay. Um, that, that's what I was thinking of. So this, you would say this is, a, this is a drink for dads who coach. Yeah, I could see that. Like, uh, a sport where it's more of a summer month thing. I don't know if it lends itself to baseball. Um, so no. much, but definitely like late summer, early fall soccer. Yeah, okay. Because um, okay. then, you know, not only would the parents, other parents not know, um, <laughs> but they may also uh, partake because it's very light and refreshing. And I think it's it's probably light and refreshing because it's, it's the recipe itself is uh, three parts of the Prosecco okay. to two parts of the Aperol. So it's, yeah, it's yeah. got a lot more um, bubbly, uh, sparkling white approach than something much more uh, bitter and booze-heavy like the Negroni, right? Makes sense, makes sense, makes sense. What did you, when you first tasted the spritz, I know you're a veteran of spritzes. I love right? spritzes. Yeah, like, so, well, I, I love this spritz in particular. It's it's phenomenal. It's right. so refreshing. And it makes sense. I mean, you chose this for this episode. Yeah, absolutely. Because you were a big fan. What were your, but tonight when we had the first of two of these, um, what was your what were your initial thoughts when you when it hit the lips? <laughs> I mean, it's it's kind of the same thought that I have every time I have an Aperol Spritzes. <laughs> Which is why I'm very curious now. It's <laughs> like a, a so, recurring theme for you. Well, no, no I mean, so so if if you're talking like midsummer, I, I I start these at noon on a Saturday. Okay. All right. You're talking about like a late June, early yeah, July. Yeah, late June, early July. Noon to three. Hope to get a nap definitely don't get a nap yeah and then maybe five o'clock have one or two more and then start dinner it's it, it's 
you know, as as they say in the in the beer world, it's very sessionable. It's a session. It's a sesh. It's a sesh. It's a sesh. You can totally sesh. It's a sesh tail. You can sesh. You can. It's a sesh tail. Yes. You can sesh the spritz. So so when you are hitting the spritz at noon to three, what are kids doing at that time? Bothering me. Yeah. Mostly bothering me. Yes. All day, every day. They they require much more attention than it takes to make a delicious aperol spritz. Yeah. I mean, they're humans. Yes, they are. Um, they have needs. They do. They, they do. get hungry. Have they have they done anything interesting uh, with respect when you, when I guess when you've been having Aperol spritzes? Does any story come to mind for you? I mean, not really. It's no. just mostly like nag, nag, nag. Yeah. Which is mean. I, that makes me. A mean. That sounds mean. Yeah. No. No. I don't want to be mean. I mean, no. They, I mean, they do awesome stuff. Obviously, um, you know, while spritzing. Mm-hmm. What happens after the spritz nap? Do you wake up okay? Are you a little cloudy? No, no. Well, that's that's what's great about the spritz is like you really could just drink the shit out of it. Yeah, yeah. And and it's, it's a sash tail. It's a total sash tail. Yeah. Total sash tail. Um, yeah. So you know, we'll, we'll make spritzes from from noon until midnight on any given <laughs> on any given weekend yeah. in the summer. Now, have you ever had your kids make a spritz for you? No, no, not yet, not yeah. yet, no, no. We've. Um, We've been peeling potatoes lately. Okay. It's been pretty good. Nice. So I have I have had uh, Camilla cook with me like a bunch. Yeah. Which is great. So we bake, we cook, we prep. It's I you know she's she's eight right now, and I I almost think that's a little too late for them to kind of start helping out with that stuff. But when they're younger, you you worry, right? It's can they really wield a knife? Yeah. I was gonna say that's a sharp implement involved. Yeah, you gotta be careful. But are we really afraid of a cut? Yeah, it's not I mean, like, like they're gonna cut their finger, finger off. Maybe yeah, it depends on the knife, right? The, the knives aren't that sharp. If you're using Nick Elmy's knife, it's gonna cut that finger off. Yeah, well. Or how <laughs> upset he got on that Top Chef. He episode. was so bummed. What was that guy's name? Carlos, right? I don't remember his name. Uh, he was not important, obviously. Yeah. Nick Elmy. I think we'll we'll see Nick Elmy next next Thursday. Nice at the festival. At the festival, yeah. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what we've been doing lately with the kids is uh, we we grew tomatoes, and for whatever reason, we had some late bloomers this year. Okay. And uh, we've been having a whole gang of tomatoes getting ripe. So the kids and I, uh, JJ and Sylvia, have been picking the tomatoes. Harvesting. Harvesting. Yeah. Cool. Um, they can't get a, they can't get over the rabbit fence. So it's really me getting over the rabbit fence, um, and grabbing the tomatoes and then throwing them to the kids, and then we. We uh, we've been making homemade tomato sauce lately. Nice. Yeah, I don't think the aperol spritz would go well with the sauce. No, I think it's like acid and acid. Yeah, it's too much acid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless you're having like an entree of tums. Yeah. You don't want to. <laughs> you don't want to go there. Of course, of course. Um. So, if if I know you're a big fan of the aperol spritz, so obviously you're the type of dad that likes the aperol spritz. But yeah. But generally speaking, for the people out there listening, like, what type of dad really likes the aperol spritz? Yeah, I, I, I think I think we talked about it earlier. I think soccer dad is, is yeah. the dad, right? Yeah. That 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 can really get down for the Aperol spritz provided but but he's the only guy that could actually put it in put it in a water bottle and drink it. That would be funny. I mean like folding up the big orange wheel and jamming it into a water bottle right. is uh something that but also like a thirty-two ounce. Of like, do you think he's doing a camelback, or do you think he's doing like an old school like squeezy plastic one? That's It'd be really hard to get the orange slice in a exactly. camelback. It'd be really hard to get. It. <laughs> I 
think I think solo cup on the soccer field. But 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 what do we what do we serve the apérol spritz in? It's it's in a yeah, wine glass. Yeah, so right? so it's in a wine glass, which is interesting because when I was when I was uh, in between our last episode and now, when you called out called for the apérol spritz, I was like, oh man, I don't know anything about this. I gotta look up and, and research a little bit about this drink so I can I can give the people what they want, which Obviously. is some interesting facts and history about this. Yeah, you need the facts. Yeah, so so nineteen so facts so apparently figures. yeah. Apparently, when they started spritzing in the 50s, they would stick a bunch of rhubarb in it, which I think is interesting, because you don't see rhubarb in the wild, right? You see rhubarb in pies, yeah. and that's pretty much it, right? Yeah, and I think it's poisonous. There's parts of rhubarb that can be poisonous. Yeah, I didn't know that, so I'm glad I've never tried to grow it. Yeah. 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 Much like the poinsettia. You're like, you're like the, uh, the dad who worries about poison, right? I, I constantly <laughs> I constantly worry about poison. Don't, I, uh, I, don't start canning. You'll have to worry about botulism. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. You know, my mom cans, though. Yeah. Or, well, yeah, she cans all the time. Well, she doesn't, I guess, she jars. She doesn't can. She, she, yeah, she uses some ball jars. With yeah, the, uh, yeah, yeah. She, she, it, so, another aside that we can totally get into later on. My mom, my parents, I think, were the original hipsters. Okay. They're like seventy now, but that's cool. Growing up, and I fucking hated it. But they were like, "Yeah, let's let's use the whole animal. Let's make jams from the peach tree in the in the in our backyard that you with, fertilize with your own compost with the ball jar." Yeah, yeah, but they weren't hippies about it. Like that was just like the standard. Like there was there was no irony to it, or there was no like let you think me it was be like cultural thing. Well, it's definitely cultural. I mean, yeah. so you know, we were Mexicans. We were poor. We were poor as shit. Yeah. But, anywho, we're, we're, we're going way, way, way off. off the I, I think this is what the people want. Yeah, well. They, they want to they learn about the poor origin story. Yeah. <laughs> before you started a food revolution. Yeah, And well, dad drinking. Yeah, yeah, well. Yeah. Anywho, anywho. So, so, so when I was doing my research on this, because I don't know yes. Jack about this drink, I was surprised I to just see, know that it's delicious. So I, I will plead ignorance on anything about the drink other than it's so refreshing so the other thing to know about the drink which is not refreshing and a little bit sad is that in the 50s when people first started spritzing with it put it in a big uh, wine glass it got a very um, for the time a negative connotation as being a woman's drink and so Italian males would not drink the Aperol spritz they would drink the Negroni which was Pink, colorful, okay. complex, okay, delicate. All right, but they wouldn't drink the more straightforward orange-flavored Gatorade-esque bubbly Aperol spritz in a wine because of the glassware. It's crazy. Like I, I fall victim to this. I hate drinking beers out of tulip glasses. You too. I do. I hate it. It's a confession of mine. I hate it. I want it in a pint glass. It just doesn't taste right to me if it's in a tulip. It's not about you know heteronormative ideals or anything like that. It's just simply, I don't like holding the tulip. I don't like being forced to jam my nose into a small hole uh, to enjoy myself. Take that as you may. And then the, 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 the problem for me is I feel like I'm getting ripped off. Like, sure, your beer has a ABV of 9.1, but like, I'll pay extra just to put it in a normal freaking glass, in a pint glass, right? When I'm sitting at a pub or a bar, I want a pint glass. Yeah, which is weird. So I get, I get that people have associations with glassware, glass yes. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But for me, for for it to be simply a thing of like it looks like a woman's drink because it's a wine. Like you're telling me that like people from Montalcini are drinking Brunellos in like uh, in like plastic cups, 
yeah. probably drinking them in fancy wine glasses. Like that's still like a you know a drink that's classy and uh, everyone drinks it. But for some reason, the Aperol Spritz got these like terrible you... labels right. of being of being too feminine for males in Italy to drink. Total load of shit. Total load of shit. I think I think I think um, you know it's it's a shame that that that's where glassware. It has to be a Glassware takes you down weird avenues. Right? No, but 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 I love. <laughs> I, I think there's 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 a purpose for glassware with with regard to getting the bouquet and and the red wine glass versus the white wine glass. But there there's nothing to the Aperol Spritz. I mean, no. I think, to be I honest, think the, I, the size is simply so it can fit the orange wheel. Yeah. Like or, or all of the goddamn champagne that you put into it. I yeah, mean, we we were worried. We Prosecco. Were, we don't want the French sitting. Yeah, yeah. Anymore. Sorry, sorry. Prosecco. <laughs> sorry. Anywho, all right. So, the dad. You, you said the dad was a soccer dad. Definitely a soccer dad. Drinking from a camelback. Drinking from a camelback. Diagramming plays on a whiteboard. Uh, yeah. While sipping his Aperol spritz. Yeah, maybe a Manchester United fan. Yeah, that's a, that's what I was thinking. So that's a good that's a good point because the uh, <laughs> the official global spirits partner of Manchester United, at least according to the internet, was Aperol spritz. And don't get me started on Manchester United. They basically are like the New York Yankees of the Premier League. Yeah, they 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 buy. Their yeah, players. I mean, well, so a lot of teams buy players there, right? And and it's like, who's your owner? Well, whoever your owner is will get you um, at least a chance at winning the championship. Now, a couple years and ago, and uh, Well, that's the thing. Like, are these guys instead of like, does the do the soccer moms and wags for Manchester United bring out spritzes with the orange wheels? At halftime, we don't know because it's all in locker rooms. Of course, of um, course. But I am a big fan of the Premier League. I've become a Premier League fan. Uh, I used to live in Chile for a little while, and when I lived there, the only I'm a big sports fan. The only sports on TV were soccer, and so I got into soccer, um, football. Football. Uh, yeah, like I'm sure that Grupo Campari sponsors a football team somewhere. Yeah, probably not in Corsica. Probably in Florence. <laughs> probably. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the the. I got to the point where I was living there on my own with no, like, U.S. friends, right? And so I just adopted the sports culture, watched soccer, got into it, understood the game. And so now um, I watch Premier League. And I watch Premier League because it's, like, the perfect. Premier League. Yes. Yeah. The perfect dad sport. Do you ever go down to Stargazy? No, I haven't. I haven't so, been there. That's so a, where is that? They're, uh, it's, uh, they're Coy's fans. It's okay. on Passyunk Avenue. Where in what city? Because uh, this is this is an international. Podcast, oh jeez, right? I'm so sorry. Yeah, I'm so I'm so city centric. <laughs> so so Stargazy is is. A, you're gonna start saying the city, and people are like, "Oh, New York," because yeah, that's what we do. Yeah. Oh, that's the city. No, it's like, it's, it's, it's Philly. It's in it's in Philadelphia. It's on Past Yonk Avenue, and they serve. <clears throat> it's a British pie shop. Mm -hmm. It's delicious. Yeah, um, but they do you know they do Premier League. Saturday mornings, yeah, and they do full English sometimes. It's awesome. I wonder if we could actually get them to do Aperol spritzes with their full English. It is BYO, would? yeah. It's BYO. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I, the best thing about the Premier League, anyways. Though, yeah, I'm sorry. No, no. But the best thing about Premier League and and Stargazy recognizes this is that dads that have to wake up at six thirty or seven o'clock on the weekends with their children that love sports and that appreciate soccer as a game 
have the perfect outlet to have their coffee while their kids run around on their uh, waffles and syrup sugar it's, high. It's brilliant. Yeah. It's brilliant. Brilliant. Definitely. Um, you can watch soccer from 7 a.m. to 11.30. Every game is two hours. You know there's a 10-minute halftime break, 10 to 15 minutes. You can You can basically time everything. You can be a good dad but also scratch the sports itch at the same time so, while having coffee and waking up because your kids woke you up way too early. So if you're if you're that if you're that scheduled dad, if you're like the I got to do activities in the afternoon, mm-hmm. then Premier League is the thing for you. Yeah. And do you wake up maybe have a coffee cuz cuz you have a coffee. But as soon as that coffee's done, do you make an Aperol Spritz? <laughs> I do not. I do not. <laughs> I might have. I might have but, a stout. Now, now I might you, have a stout. Now that you've intro, now that you've been introduced to the Aperol Spritz. You know what? The, I, I don't think I'm going to have another Aperol Spritz. No, this is it. This, this is, is it. it. I think this is it. One I mean, no, no offense One to the Aperol Spritz, but I feel like so for me, this tastes a lot like Vinho Verde, which I prefer. Okay. Vinho Verde is a summertime drink. It's a Portuguese wine made with the grapes of immature green grapes, right? Or the, the, the mm. fruit of immature... Vino Verde. Yeah. Vino Verde is Green wine. Yeah, translated to green wine. It's not literally green. It's white, no, it's but it's uh, pinky whitey. Um, it's almost like a rosé for it's the... For, totally a rosé. Yeah, but it, but it's... They serve it with ice cubes in it. Okay. Much like, much like this drink, right? On the rocks. Um, I spent some time in Portugal and my brother-in-law is from Portugal. He'll be uh, on a, a later episode of Dad Drinking um, discussing varietals of port um, with us or, or different I, I should say varietals because that's like a specific term of art but different types of port yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and uh, maybe his father also so we can have like like dupl- double generations of dad drinking on um, well I think it's important to have you know dads who have dads yeah and dads those without dads, dads are like very unique yeah no I mean yeah yeah no so 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 real talk here. Yeah. So I, Aperol I, Spritz, not the drink for you. No. If I'm going to have this type of drink, I'm going to have a Vina Verde. Like, so, the, here, so here's the drink that I like. So this drink reminds me of coming home from the beach in the summer, getting a shower. The kids are off watching like a show on the tablet or something. Yeah. We're, getting, we're preparing our barbecue grilled meal. You've got right? the charcoal, the chimney of charcoal lit. Uh, probably the gas is preheating. Uh, the Guys, don't believe him. He he does charcoal. I look. This is Fidel Castro's brand, um, and I think that a lot of people here have in this room have gas grills. Yeah. Um, uh, but yes, I would agree that charcoal is probably a better taste. However, coming home from the beach, getting a shower, like the kids in the back room watching a uh, a tablet show or something, and and prepping and sitting out on the porch, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, getting ready to eat, having one of these is great. But I prefer to have. A Vino Verde with a cube in it. Um, you know, that's just me. It's, it's very easy to find. It's a lot easier to pour. So what are your kids watching on the tablet right now? They, they've gotten into uh, My Little Pony. Yeah, um, dude. They're really into it. Friendship like, is magic. It is magic. And, like, I, I feel like tell, calling them bronies, but that would be inaccurate because uh, Sylvia, my eldest, is a girl. And so I don't think technically she qualifies as a brony. But are the boys? Uh, well, the youngest is two. They're both... I have two boys that are younger. The middle boy is very much a brony. Really into it. <laughs> Loves awesome. Twilight Sparkle. Uh, but the youngest doesn't really know what the hell's going on. Yeah, he's, he's just trying to learn just, not to... He's just there for the... Not to... He's just there for the enemy. Making his pants. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
So, I don't know. Um, what about you? Like, let's do a little, little quick fire. Talk to me. What would you, I know this is an aperitif, but if you had to have an appetizer with this aperitif, what would go with it nicely? Cheese. I think cheese, but I, and, and everyone's like, oh, cheese, you know, you do cheese at the end of the meal. But I could definitely fuck with some blue cheese. Okay, like a veiny blue? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, always. <laughs> the veinier, the better. No, seriously, though, like something creamy. Yeah. You know, I, I think I need to know. You going to go sheep? Where are you going to go? Where are you going to go cow? Sheep, I mean sheep. Sheep's better, yeah. right? Yeah, I, I gotta yeah. get sheepish. No, so, or, you know, it's it's so sweet, mm -hmm. so you want maybe something really salty. So, mm -hmm. like pulled pork. No, 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 no. no. But <laughs> that's but, too much. But no, like even something like you know, dad. Basically, if we get if we talk dad, basically, like, mm -hmm. if I took a piece of just straight up Italian bread mm -hmm. and just like dumped a bunch of melted butter on it and Parmesan cheese threw, okay, it under the threw it under the broiler and then maybe like a little cracked pepper I think that would be great and we might have to try that that wouldn't be bad I agree yeah. with that or, yeah. or, or, or fuck it like you know what maybe, maybe I'll order a Domino's pizza maybe I'll start drinking the Aperol spritzes at noon drink like three or four of them pretend like I can actually handle my liquor and then at 3 p.m. be like oh shit I'm wasted let's order a Domino's pizza <laughs> and then I'll order a Domino's pizza with pepperoni I would order say I would, I would go cheesy bread if I was gonna go yeah what do they call it a Domino's cheesy bread or crazy bread or I think like it's that? cheesy bread no crazy bread is Little Caesars <laughs> does that exist anymore I, I think it, it very, it very like, point to Caesar yeah Dude, <laughs> Little Caesars. They used to sell pizzas for $5. Yeah, they were like a foot yeah, long, too. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah. Little Caesars was, First the, $5 dude, foot was long. the joint. Yeah. Dude, it was, well, it was like so five good. feet or something. Yeah, yeah I don't, like, how do, you, how do you make food for that cheap? I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> it's probably why they're out of business. Well, ish. 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 Yeah. ish. ish. I think the cost of uh, business in Detroit is a little bit less yeah, than yeah. around here. So let's we'll talk food pairings, right? So so yeah, garlic bread, mm -hmm. Domino's pizza, blue cheese. What else? You know, uh, I was thinking the initial thing that popped in my head was um, like grapes for some reason. I mean that's weird, ah. but like a red grape with a little cheese um, and a little salty like pita chip. I think okay. um, would taste pretty good. But also, you know, to me, this is like the quintessential, like, aperitif. You just want to, like, nibble on stuff. This is so, very classic aperitif. Yeah. This is very classic. I mean, my, my favorite nibbling uh, snack is uh, Cheez-It. I don't think this would go with Cheez-It so much. Yeah. I mean, that's more of a I, I bet your thing. I, it might go very well with Side Project Jerky. You know, I think that if you had... The spicy, what's the spicy one the called? The Southwestern. The Southwestern. Oh my gosh. I think it'll go really well. Yeah, cumin, cayenne pepper. Yep. It would be phenomenal. It'd be tasty. Um, other than that, you know, I'm, I'm kind of drawing a blank. This is not my favorite drink that I've ever had. I, it makes me sad. I'm sorry. It's okay. No, no, I just... Sad I, dad is not a good look on you. No, no, I just, I, I, I see us, I see us toasting just to, to the future. <laughs> so here, here's an image that just popped in my head when I was thinking more about this drink and thinking about 
the beach in Vina Verde yeah, yeah. is uh, like Andy Reid uh, sitting there in his Tommy Bahama shirt. <laughs> I think he would really like one of these things sitting in it, sitting there in a Tommy Bahama shirt with the with the shirt like fluttering delicately against his large body. Yeah, right with a breeze, like a beach breeze. He's sipping the aperol with his mustache. Right, right. It's like right. kind of some of it dew just... drops. Yeah. Kind of, kind of tickling with the okay, bubbles. Okay, yeah. the, the effervescence is intriguing him. He's drawing up some weird jet sweep with the slot <laughs> receiver in his mind with his Tommy on. And uh, But then all of a sudden, here's a good pairing. He's drinking with his left hand for some reason. I don't think he's a lefty, but in my mind right now he's a lefty. With his right hand, he pulls up a big cigar, but, but like a heavy cigar. Not like a light, medium body, like a nice... Like whiskey like a one, robusto. Yeah, like a robusto. I don't know why Andy would pair the robusto with this, but I feel like if you have the lightness of the Aperol spritz and you have the audacity of a Tommy Bahama shirt, you need the robusto to kind of bring the Andy Reid back together again. Right, right, right. So, so it's like I'm drinking an orange drink mm-hmm. in a wine glass. Yeah, but. I don't fuck with you. I, I fuck with this Tommy Bahama shirt. So let me get this cigar, and let me let me just let me just make this this scene happen. Yeah. Like, let By me, the way, for everyone listening, this is like uh, uh, the methodology of this podcast. Just to do a little behind the curtains, is we do um, we take a drink per episode. We consult. Yeah, we consult. So we do before we record, we drink the drink. We talk about. Um, our feelings about it, which we've expressed to you tonight. Um, and then during this podcast, we drink another drink. And this one has gone on for a little while now. And I think that the uh, the uptick in, in the colloquialisms, shall we say, from Marcos is a direct result of uh, him spritzing his face off right now. I just, I think that I, I appreciate the spritz. I think that you should appreciate the spritz, Jim. And I think that the general public should appreciate the spritz. And I'm, 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 I'm sad. I, I'm very sad that this, this fell flat for you. Well, so, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb here and, and give you, for next time, something a little bit similar. Fair enough. Okay, I think it's going to... I have a worry that's going to fall flat for you, but it's something that I think is a hilarious drink, especially in the presentation, so we can get into a little bit more of the presentation next time. Um, but uh, I want to go Pim's Cup on you. <laughs> oh! Okay? Pim's Cup with all the accoutrement. Okay. Okay. I'm in. I'm in. Um, so we'll take a look at the Pim's Cup. We'll taste one before and one during, uh, as we do in Dad Drinking, the podcast. And we'll uh, give everyone an update on our lives and fatherhood, but also uh, give you a little insight on the old Pimmer. <laughs> yes. Until next time. Thanks, everyone. Check Thanks out DadDrinking.com. DadDrinking.com, sponsored by Side Project Jerky. We'll see you in a week. Thanks, guys.